0: river and I lay down to sleep went across river and lay down to sleep i went across river and i lay down to sleep when i woke up i shackles on my feet it takes where it pain to sing where it song it takes where it man To sing a worried song It takes worried man to sing a worried song I'm worried now, but I won't be worried long Twenty-one links a chain around my leg Twenty-one links a chain around my leg leg. Twenty-one links a chain around my leg And on each link, an initial of my name Takes where it man to sing a it song Takes a it man to sing where it song Takes a it man to sing where it song I'm worried now, but I won't be worried long Alright! <laughs> that was way better uh, than our last song! <laughs>
1: I wasn't even wearing my flannel! <laughs>
2: I even a, got the southern twang uh, on there. I know.
1: It takes a word, man. <laughs>
2: it's pretty good for a Pole, I'd say. Uh, <laughs> I, don't know, I don't know what a southern Polish accent sounds
0: like.
1: I, I've i always found it very difficult to to get the 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 you know the full ethos at 8.15 in the morning. <laughs>
0: <laughs> the <laughs> 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 I don't know. I, I I mean, I I would say that was true last last podcast, but this podcast kind was, of flowed. Yeah, you <laughs> know, that was...
1: <laughs> I just I just wish we had a little uh
0: little
1: little extra help from the from the jar. <laughs> I think eight <laughs> fifteen in the morning is but not. But I weird. mean that's that's why I mean it always sounds and you know, plays better when <coughs> <laughs> when you have the engine oiled up,
2: it, it also <laughs> s- sounds better to the to the listeners when yeah, their engines are oiled yeah. up too. And uh, actually, for all we know, these people are listening Our, to us yeah. at uh yeah. at about nine p.m. and they might be Oh uh, We need to
1: play uh, Dooley. Have you ever heard Dooley? Uh uh-uh. It's about a guy that.
2: Uh, Wait, is this a song? Yeah, Dooley. Okay.
1: Um, Dooley was a good old man, and it had it had to do with him owning a forty gallon gallon still. <laughs> and, uh, and and it's like a family song because his, like, his um, sisters, you know, one stirs the pot and the other, you know, takes the jars. Is and, it
2: one of these where every verse, like, you bring a new family member? Kind of. Oh, uh, I mean, it's it's different
1: aspects of his life. Okay. And it ends up, he's dying, and then the women in the town stand around and are sad, and then all the men are crying. <laughs> <laughs> it's great. It's like the opposite. And I'm sure
2: dying and crying are, are, <laughs> yeah, are at yeah, the end yeah, of a couplet, yeah, right? Yeah, yeah. So, oh, man. Yeah, it's a good song. We should good. do that one. Do we? All right. right. Uh, well look ahead. We might do dually.
1: <laughs> oh,
2: <yeah. That's> <laughs> that was fun. That was that was that was I feel much better after that. I feel like I can plow into Gregory now with confidence. Um, yeah. mm. Mm. <laughs> so we're plowing further here into the uh the song of songs. I just, was he, just this is before, right before we jump in. Yeah. yeah. The were this were the
1: the psalms supposed to be sung with like an instrument? Like the um like we what like, do you know what they were? Uh,
2: so I think there's. Uh, uh, this is probably more a. Uh, who, does, who does Old Testament Psalms? It's probably a Ramage and Zia question. But yeah. from what I understand, um, and I think I'm stealing this from Joseph Fessio, uh, they probably chanted them, and it probably sounded somewhat like sort of Gregorian mm. chant. Mm-hmm. Um, but. In the psalms themselves, they actually talk about using instruments. Yeah. So I'm guessing that there's there's lyres and uh, timbrels, whatever yeah. timbrels are. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's tan- maybe it's some sort of drumish thing. Maybe yeah, maybe it. a tambourineish like kind a of thing. thing. I don't know. Yet. I don't know. Yeah, I don't know. Huh. Um, but but I'm interesting. I I think um, yeah. I mean, there there's a question of like what was their liturgical setting. Yeah. Um, and but they 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 were also taken over in sort of individual. Prayer too, so you know, uh, obviously that happened in the Christian realm, but um, I think it happened in the, in the in the Judaic realm before that too. Um, but man, I'm yeah. not the expert on yeah. that. Yeah, I just <laughs> wonder if it was
1: if it was more kind of some of them were like they got different forms of music, like some are more folksy or I don't I don't I yeah I know like what was the what was like the the communal context around the the music or the singing of it, but yeah,
2: anyway, I don't know. That's that's a good question. Maybe maybe we'll. Uh, Maybe we'll have a podcast guest, Doctor Zia, tell us. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. So I mean, we
1: know we don't we don't sit around you know singing, singing the, the psalms and in, in anything like. Uh, so I, I just just sort of the context of mm-hmm. what what that was. I mean, obviously a prayerful, spiritual. Right, text but was it
2: was it was it more uh, liturgical or was it more like communal? Yeah, yeah, folk? yes, yeah, yeah.
1: I don't, I don't know,
2: I, don't know. I, I I've always thought it was liturgical but that just might be my sort of reading back into Judaism through monastic yeah. and I, I mean hours just just because through. the
1: last four psalms are all they they're like the, the laws. Mm-hmm. and so you get all this like I mean it ends it ends with this real almost quasi like hoedown sort of I mean I mean, like, I mean, mean, like, you know get all, the, get all the stuff out guys yeah yeah now's yeah. the time to, yeah the grand finale yeah. call out all the instruments yeah get right? them all out take your last symbols drink. we gotta be clashing symbols here <laughs> yeah. right? so, I don't know that was just, uh, just that is kind of how
2: jam sessions work though right? yeah I mean they do end like that yeah right? and, it's just, so, and everyone comes in and, yeah and it's like you know I don't care if all you can do is the tambourine jump in as uh, the dad from um,
1: the darlings from Andy Griffith says just uh, jump in and hang on <laughs> Okay, <laughs> sorry. It's the, it's the hanging on part that's the hardest, right?
2: <laughs> which which I experienced last night. <laughs> uh, <laughs> but uh, okay, let's get into uh, let's get into the bride the bridegroom here again, um, and and we're starting with if I'm if I'm correct here, the lily of the valley, right? Um, uh, so so a couple themes in this that I uh, I mean you you gosh I I feel like. At this point in the game, I feel like we kind of know Gregory. Yeah. You know. Yeah. And as as you read this, especially because this is his old man work, right? This yep. is like, this is after he's done everything. You're like, oh, I know where he's going with this. Oh yeah, this is this totally reminds me of the catechetical discourse. Uh, you know. Uh, oh, and this part here is exactly what he was talking about—the life of Moses. Yeah. And, yeah. and so you kind of know when he brings up even images, right? Hmm. Uh-huh, uh-huh. um, like, actually, I was kind of shocked when, when the whole section on the cleft in the rock, uh-huh. he did not mention Moses. Yeah, yeah. I mean, that was kind of yeah. blew me away. Uh-huh. Um, I was totally expecting that because that's that's Gregory, right? I mean, he's he's huge on on Moses and the cleft in the rock. It was it was a yep. very central point in yep. that work, I think. But he didn't bring it up here, um, which was interesting. Um, but I, who knows? Maybe he had it in the background, or maybe he does bring it up. Yeah. Remember, yeah. this is just this snippets. Is an excerpt. Yeah. yeah. This is snippets. Right. Um, but still, I think it's, um, it, it's, it's been fun to see, uh, like, like the, the little foxes, right? I mean, let's just go yeah. quickly there. Um, uh-huh. yeah, that's why we're going to do little boxes, right? Now. Yeah. The Listen boxes. to Pete Seeger's little boxes. If, uh, if, if you have time, uh, <laughs> sure. it's pretty, it's pretty lippy. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> Jagger and I thought we might get fired if we sang it. So. Yeah. But it might come up in, it's, the in the podcast We still might <laughs> sing it nonetheless. <laughs> we're
0: well, we about that tenure now. Right? Yeah.
2: But the little foxes theme, right? It was it was it was interesting because it, it it reminded me of um, the um, the picture on the front of the great ca- the great catechism, right? The catechetical discourse, mm-hmm. um, and and his sort of, I guess, his sort of like flipping off Satan, right? yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And, and and he and he sees Jesus doing this, right? I mean, I, I love this this transition. The way that he does this is 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 so so well. So the the foxes, right? So so the. The verse um, is, "Catch us the little foxes that destroy the vines, for our vineyard hath flourished." Um, and there is an interesting footnote, endnote, I'm sorry on this, saying like this, this, this line actually might have been thrown in from some other song, like some sort of like vine dressers slash mm-hmm. uh, like harvest of the grapes song. Uh, nonetheless, um, it's 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 a part of the canticle, which is which is important. Um, but I love how he does this, right? He says the foxes. The little fox is Satan, and he, and he kind of talks about Satan, the great apostate. But this paragraph, this paragraph on one ninety four, where uh, the first full paragraph here. Let me just read it and then and then go into the next paragraph a little mm-hmm. bit because I, I love it because he's just so. I mean Gregory himself is slipping off Satan here. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. It was he who broke down the barriers between the nations which were established clearly by the Most High in accordance with the number of his angels. He swooped down on the world like a bird upon a nest. He carried off the lost sheep. It was he who said that he would set his throne above the heavens and become like the most high. And there are also all those horrible and frightening things which the word tells us in the book of Job. That his sides are of brass, his back of molten iron, his his vitals of emery stone. Not to mention all the wh- other horrible details in which scripture describe him, right? And So you're thinking like, wow, this powerful guy, he's so scary. We should be worried. And then... He has this this line that comes in the next paragraph. The great commander of the legions of devils. How is he described by him who is the sole true power? As a little fox. <laughs>
0: <laughs> I mean that's just yeah. great, right? Yeah.
2: Um, so it's not like you're 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 going after which which we lots of times we think this right that and um, that you're going after you know the polar bear or or the wild boar. He even says right. The, it, he doesn't even mention that he's. Uh, this is the next page at 195 mm-hmm. um, for he does not say hunt the boar of the forest that ravages God's vine nor the solitary wild boar nor the lo- roaring lion nor the great whale nor the sea serpent all these like worthy words that might be for like an adversary that was that was uh, that was formidable mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. instead he says um, all these are but little foxes pitiful and miserable when compared with and now he says not him who is the true soul true power, power, but with our strength, right? And so there's this unity that he now sees, and of course this, this is all he sees it as a progression, right? In in the, in the Song of Songs, right? It's it's the uh, the bride has arisen, has come, has become beautiful, has become the dove, the image of the dove, right? Um, all these things have already happened to her, so that when she faces uh, or when she looks at the, the flourishing vineyard, and he says the vine is is, is human nature, mm-hmm. which has flourished in Christ, yeah. um, then um, the the enemies at this point are, are mere foxes that that are easily dispatched. For example, with a table leg. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, you gotta swing that table leg at it. <laughs> well, we gotta tell the story, right? So, 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 uh, Doctor Jager's chickens were being threatened by a fox in town. Well, I mean, one was not just threatened. One, one was one, one was Assaulted. taken away? Assaulted. Yes, yes. In many ways, the um, the lost the lost chicken. He carried off the lost sheep, right? He did
1: carry him off. You did carry off the and, lost sheep and devoured stuff. him. Didn't he talk about him? Yeah.
2: So so the battle was begun, right? And it wasn't it wasn't instigated by us. It was instigated by the fox. So uh, Dr. Jager uh, asked if uh, he could borrow my gun, <laughs> <laughs> which. which which I was fine with, but our wives were not fine with. Yeah, and yeah. uh so the guns were, were had to be put away and it, they weren't allowed to be brought out. So There um, too many kids playing around. <laughs> <laughs> you don't want to mistake a kid for a or a fox for a or a kid for a fox, right? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so the yeah. fox came and, and, and Jager, you were you were perched out, right? You are yeah, we had
1: we had we had the lookout. The kids were in the garage. There's actually I don't know how long I wanna make the story. They were they were sitting in a <laughs> one of these little like rubber made bucket things. Like a big like, they were hiding storage. in the bucket the kids were hiding in, the, in this like <laughs> big rubber storage bucket with, I I with coats it. coats on them <laughs> and they, and they were just sitting there waiting was, and they were they were you know doing their silent reading for the day and there it was nice and quiet and comfortable and then all of a sudden um, they saw the the fox come back and, like, oh! and then it, of course like they'd jump up and scare the fox a little bit but the, the fox the was fox really is bold, bold at this yeah. at this time cause it no, realized look I just got one chicken i am coming back for another. And so, um, yeah, and that's when they came in and got me.
2: Uh, <laughs> and, so, and so you went out there. So I went out. No gun. No gun. No weapons. Uh, merely I, merely your, the stone, the sling, and the, and the name of the Lord. And, <laughs> and,
1: and a walnut table leg. <laughs> and I, I grabbed the uh, – I, was, I, was, um, I took apart an, an old table um, or desk. And, yeah. and it, it had a, um, a walnut leg. And I, I just walk up to the fox, and it's just sitting there looking at me – Waiting for you to it leave so I could get the chicken. And it thought, it thought, I have power over you, man. <laughs> and, and so I walk up to it, and I'm going to swing at it like a baseball bat, um, sort of Grand Slam style. And, and then it starts trotting away. But I don't want it to leave unscathed, so I, I swing the table leg got in, and I knock it. I knock it a good one. <laughs>
0: <laughs> and he didn't come
2: back, did he? didn't come back.
1: Well, he came. We saw him uh, about... How long has it been? Four months later. I mean, John just saw my okay. neighbor about okay. uh, three month, three weeks ago.
2: Sounds like we're going to have to do some more silent reading time in buckets. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> with the
1: with the with the, the number of chickens multiplying in the neighborhood. Yeah, I think the foxes will also multiply.
2: Oh yeah, well, and that also means that their uh, adversaries are going to be armed. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> with whatever his wife approved. Yeah, that's, right, that's right. which table legs apparently work. Table legs do work. But, it, but it's I it's I, I like this story. Because so
1: I, when I read this, I was thinking of I was thinking of, Oh, so was I. I was thinking of the the foxes that I have yeah. come to contact with. Yeah,
2: and, and this is why you know I, we had a, a question or two from students about um, raising chickens and what the heck that means for living a life in the world and and I and I think uh, actually Joseph Fessio, going back to Father Fessio um, who started Ignatius Press, the Jesuit, um, he decided that he was going to get land and get sheep. And raise sheep, so that he could know what the Lord was talking about. Mm-hmm. Um, he specifically did it in order that he might, we might say, see the gospel for yeah. what it is. Yeah. And so I feel like that battle with the fox yeah. has helped us to understand what Gregory is getting at here. Yeah. Right now, yeah. for for people back back in, in classical times, right? I mean, this was all this was all just a yeah. part of their their their. The, the fabric of their environment, right? Yeah. Which it's not for us, so mm-hmm. so it's important that we sort of make it the fabric fabric of our environment in some yeah. way, right? Yeah. I
1: mean, it's, it would almost be like uh, if we use the example of a raccoon getting into your garbage or getting into. Right. Your, I mean, like everyone. I mean, maybe not actually now, but I mean, it's a it's a fairly common if you live out in the country. or yep. – I mean, just. It's just something that that that's there. It's just kind of small. The raccoon doesn't make the, its big presence known. It's right. kind of sneaks in, right? Does its thing, and yeah. It's, it's and usually, that. it sees you, and it it it's good. Adults, and it and he gets out of there. Yeah. I mean, when, <laughs> and and when light comes, yeah. Right? I mean, there, we could do a spiritual interpretation of yeah. Uh, yeah. the raccoon. Yeah,
2: of, uh, but the raccoon eating is, eating the garbage. The and, raccoon and is oh, a I specifically know. North American animal, I think. Mm-hmm. Um, Going back to Pocahontas, yeah. <laughs> but I think that's true. So I actually don't think Gregory would have even been familiar with the record, yeah. um, which is very interesting to think about. But that might not be true. I might be lying on that. Ask ask uh, ask Dr. Shram. <laughs> yeah. yeah,
1: but it's also I mean I don't know uh, the, the so they use they used what was known to them, and so a lot of local. So it's not, they they, they I would imagine they, the, the the writers of scripture thought. About using, you know, imagery that the the readers would would be aware of, right? But what was the readership, so to speak, quote unquote? It wasn't, you know, Americans in the twenty twenty, right?
2: 2020, right.
1: Uh, <laughs> right. So, so I don't know. It's this interesting. It was a
2: hugely agrarian society, right? Yeah. And so yeah. So this kind of imagery, when we think about it, we sort of, I think, it, as we read it, we think that's quaint, mm-hmm. right? And it's cute. Um, and it's a cool way to think about it, but it's it's sort of like, and we almost think that like nature imagery is just you know sort of like, if if somebody was doing it today they'd be trying to be like ancient people, yeah, yeah, because uh-huh, it's not uh-huh. something that we it's a fabric of our life. But that wasn't them. They weren't trying yeah. to be cool. Yeah, they were just trying to be relevant. Yeah, yeah, hip. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Gregory of Nyssa the hipster. The hipster. <laughs> anyway, we should stop talking about we, we, we always descend into sort of like talking about living living in the world today, which which is really important actually. Um but um, we should talk about what he has to say. So mm. um, but I think this, this, this idea of Satan and, and in in the middle of this section actually he starts talking about fishing again, right? Which which I thought was was really interesting. Um and he brings up and and, and if you don't if if Maybe you didn't pick up on this. Maybe you don't remember this from the gospel. But um, So he talks about, uh, he, took, take, he gives the spiritual interpretation of this, right? He says um, that maybe the apostles are the ones who go and hunt the beasts. Um, for they could not, this is 195, about a third of the way down, they could not undertake their fishing of men by snaring the souls of the elect in the net of their sacred message. If they had not first cast out of those beasts, those little foxes from their lairs, that is the hearts of men. In which they were hiding right so so this 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 catching little foxes has to do with sort of um, probably Gregory's going to say something like a passion or, a, or an attachment to the world in a false way right mm-hmm. um, and uh, so they have to like chase them out and then the next line it was 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 I thought fascinating, thus they could make a place for the Son of God, a place whereon to lay his head once the tribe of foxes cease to make their dens in men's hearts right so that's that line that he's he's, he's alluding to. Um, which uh, actually uh, Danilu doesn't give us the actual reference here but um, the line is you know foxes have dens and birds have nests but the son of man has nowhere to lay his head mm-hmm. and Gregory basically says this we're talking about the human heart here right mm-hmm. um, the foxes and the birds are in your heart and you have to eradicate them yeah. in order to make and space for him
1: so when I was reading this I was thinking this is this is in in um, sort of a uh, Nice imagery that the, the idea of the um, Christian virtue of um, of virginity, I guess. I mean, if you want to call it yep. virtue for, for Nyssa, um, of the, the, the sort of the philosophical uprooting or weaning out, uh, drawing out the, 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 the evil passions so that you can have the openness for like a receptivity, it seems like that's what right. That's what virginity for Nissa is about. It's sort of this purification. Yep. For the sake of. And it kind of goes to
2: this. Reception. This idea of um, I don't remember if it was in this section or in uh, the section before this, um, where he talks about. Um, yeah, it's right. It's 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 in the previous section that we read, uh, page one seventy, the mirror of the soul. Which, of course, you know, we saw yeah. all this happening mm-hmm. as, as well in, in, um, in the uh, Catechetical Discourse. Was yeah. It? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, so uh, this is the paragraph about halfway down there. Um, Virtue and vice are directly opposed, hence they cannot both be present together at the same time if one rejects temperance, he must necessarily fall into a life of incontinence. Mm-hmm. Um, and going on further, he says, for it is clear that with things that are essentially contradictory, the absence of the one implies the establishment in existence of the other. It is thus of the very nature of our free will to be able to take on the form of whatever it desires. Right? And this was actually fascinating, this yeah. oh, idea yeah. of, and, and, and we can get into this now, actually, with the winter.
0: Yeah, and, um, it,
1: and it, it does, it does uh, come back in this section, for yeah, no, day, that's what I'm talking of. about. The winter, right? Yeah. Spring in the winter, and mm-hmm. he talks.
2: This. this part was beautiful, I thought. Um, this is uh, starting on page uh, 183. And gosh, I mean, I can't read anything like this and not think about C.S. Lewis's line. I was the I was, I was gonna.
1: I, I that, look what I wrote in the margin. C.S. <laughs> <laughs> <C. S>. Lewis, <laughs> I, was, I was thinking, this is this, I mean, he he has to, I mean, this is probably not the first Christian um the interpretation of spring and winter and right. Right. So but but Lewis is definitely drawing on yeah. this.
2: Always Chris or always always winter but never Christmas. Yeah. And then the thaw comes when uh-huh. when 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 he comes, right? And this is exactly how he puts it here. I mean, he talks about the beauty of the springtime, right? And um, but this is where he goes back into this mirror idea of of man, which I found really interesting. Let me read a little bit of this. One eighty four. Um he talks about sort of the picture of spring and then he says now let me give you like the, the real what this really means uh, in the days of old the human race grew cold with the chill of idolatry and man's changeable nature which he thinks is, is good right yeah Gregory yeah. loves the change right yeah. that's what we are uh-huh, uh-huh. Um, <clears throat> and so and, and and I think this is fascinating because Gregory in some sense is um, uh, Departing from the tradition of the ancient Greeks um, mm-hmm. in saying that change is, is for man, good. Yeah, right? yeah. Um, he's not moving towards immobility. Although he does talk about yeah. a, I mean, this a is, mobile immobility. Yeah, yeah, right? yeah. which is an always he's, he's, moving forward.
1: Yeah, I, I forgot how to put it in Life of Moses. He, he stands. Oh, what is it? He like stands yeah.
2: on, Yes, yes, uh, he stands on the rock. Yeah, um, but he also climbs the ladder. Yeah, and that they're they're the same, right? I remember that line. I, mm-hmm. I don't have my I don't have my life of Moses yeah. with me. Yeah, but I remember that line. Yeah. But but this is very interesting, right? So so being chilled and frozen is a bad thing for man. And here we get the line "The Witch in the Wardrobe" again. right? Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> um, I don't think Gregory read that though. <laughs> <laughs> and it gets
1: even it gets even more uh, plagiaristic. Uh, <laughs> Or, or or Lewis does. Yeah, yeah. I mean, further down, but keep
2: going. Yeah. So okay, let's go back. Okay, in the days of old, the human race grew cold with the chill of idolatry, and man's changeable nature was transformed into the nature of the immobile objects which he worshipped. So you become what you worship, right? Yeah. This is this is very John yeah. of the Cross. You yeah. become what you love, yeah. Right? Yeah. Um, as the scriptures say. Uh, let them that make let them that make them become like unto them, and all such as trust in them. I love this psalm, by the way, where it says. You know they have noses, but they cannot smell. Yeah. You know, uh, they have they have mouths, but they cannot speak. And that that's what happens to us, right? If we if we worship them, he says. He says, and this was only likely for those who look toward the true God, receive within themselves the characteristics of the divine nature, which is which is the the bride, right? This is what he's been talking about. So too, those who turn their minds to the vanity of idols are transformed into the objects which they look at and become stones instead of men, right? What That's Lewis too. I know. I know. <laughs> I know. It's yeah. it's it's exactly Lewis, yeah. right? This is yeah. They turn
1: they turn from
2: Aslan and they become They become stones stone. by the White Witch, yeah. right? Um and, and it's it's only when Aslan comes into the into yeah. the courtyard of the castle of the White Witch yeah. and breathes on them yeah. that yeah. they become men again, right? Yeah. And this is what he says, right? Turned thus to stone by the worship of idols, human nature became immovable and unable to advance. Right, That's the yeah. bad thing, yeah. right? When you're yeah. immovable, you're mm-hmm. unable to advance mm-hmm. because you're not immovable as God, right? who is beyond movability. Yeah. Instead, you are movable. And if you don't move, then you become nothing. Right? Yeah. I think that's yeah. really what we want to mm-hmm. say. Mm-hmm. It had become stiff with the chill of idolatry, and therefore the sun of justice rose in this cruel winter. The spring came, the south wind dispelled the chill. And together with the rising of the sun's rays warmed everything that lay in its path, right? And then he starts quoting Psalm 113 again. The rock was changed into pools of water and the stony hill into a fountain of water. Hmm. And then he beautifully moves right into John the Baptist, right? This is fascinating, right? Even these very stones are being raised up to become children of Abraham. And he says, this is spiritually interpreted too, right? Sometimes I think we think the Old Testament should be spiritually interpreted and the gospel shouldn't be. But Gregory's denying that here, right? He's saying, oh no, like when we talk about this, we're talking about uh, the, the, the stones being raised up into the children of, of Abraham is the idolaters, the Gentiles, yeah. we might even say, uh-huh, or yeah. the, the Jews who have become yeah. idolatrous, right, right. Be, being turned into true children of Abraham in the sun, right? So I just found this part to be fascinating because it takes into account his sort of mirror imagery um, and that we become what we look at, we become what we worship, we become that which we reflect. Um, remember the the mirror being turned around and reflecting yep. your own yep. arse, yep. right? Yeah. It's hard um, to forget that one. Yeah, no, it's hard to forget that one, which is why which is why yeah. I think images like that are yeah. good. But instead, he, by by him coming in and us turning back toward him, we we become fleshy again, right? And he, and he says something like that, right? um, fleshy in a good way, right? Not in a bad way. But I also like this, 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 how he continues in this section. So the love is looking to her from the window; she sees him from the window and mm-hmm. from the lattice work, right? He says the window is the prophets, the lattice work or the grill work is the law, right? And so it, it, it's interesting because when I read the Song of Songs and I and I read that part, I was, it was it's a it's a very fascinating imagery because you see the lover looking through the lattice work at his. Beloved, uh-huh. and she sees him, and there's sort of an enticement to unity, right? But there. doesn't
1: she? Doesn't like wasn't there something like doesn't fully see him? I don't know. Or, I thought there was something along the line. I don't know. I don't know. Yeah,
2: that, I, I, yeah, I, we should have our scriptures uh, yeah, too. Yeah. <laughs> I
1: vaguely recall that, like, couldn't get a full glimpse at him. Yeah, and, and
2: that's kind of what he gets into here, right? That's why it's a grill work in a window, and yeah. and and he says that the the. Even though it's a grill work, it's kind of like a wall, right? And the wall is separating you from them. But the gospel br- tears down the wall. And after tearing down the wall, then the true light enlightens all the interior by the rays of the gospel, as he says in 185. Mm-hmm. Right. Um, and so this, this idea that we, uh, and, and I love how he says uh, that this goes back to the odor uh, filling the whole room in the gospel. Um, he says it's now filled the whole world. The light has filled the whole world, and no longer do we have to see him through the latticework. But we are, in a sense, united in the nuptial chamber. And yeah. I, think he, I think he says that somewhere here about the nuptial um, nuptial union that takes place. I, I know I highlighted that somewhere, but I, I don't Ooh. remember where it was. It might have been in the last one. But, but again, it goes back to that idea that we were talking about originally, as we looked at the Song of Songs, as uh, sort of this sexual desire in marriage being an archetype mm-hmm. of all of, of 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 the the perfection of man being united with god yeah. right. you got any burning things because i've got more stuff yeah, i can keep I know, going i mean I,
1: so so let's see i i thought um the wound of love yeah section was was uh especially interesting so this is Section thirty eight of yeah. page one hundred seventy eight. And <coughs> arise and come. Uh, yeah, forty one.
2: those were two very interesting um, Oh here it is. Here here's the nuptial joy, right? In that wound of love section, right? When he says, I I am wounded by love and he talks about the arrow and how yeah. and how you hold an arrow and then uh-huh. how the left hand of the right hand of the lover is 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 described by the bride or the, the wish that she has that oh if my head were in her in his left hand and and, uh-huh. and and that i was in his right um but he says uh he and he talks about sort of archery right um and he but he specifically says there at the top of 179 right uh, by the tearing away of the arrow she opens as it were a door an entrance into herself i mean we're getting yeah. nuptial here, yeah. right? Uh-huh, uh-huh. For no sooner does she receive the dart of love than the image of archery is transformed into a scene of nuptial joy. Yeah. Right? Gregory is not a prude here, Yeah. Right? Yeah. Um, and yet, at the same time, he says, "This is this—the passionate imagery is, yeah—is—is—is is, is a, a description of purity."
1: Yeah, yeah, and this is this is. I, I think this would be like the great, I don't know, right hook to. Um, like the Christopher West <laughs> approach to theology of the body. Oh boy! Yeah, no. <laughs> no, I didn't know we were going there. Yeah. All right. No, no, no but I'm just I'm, I'm, explain. I don't. Explain. I, don't have to go. I mean, it seems like what he's what he's trying to do is he's trying to say that the the true meaning of the true meaning of the sexual imagery is is or of sexuality is ultimately this um, divine. Mm-hmm. Reality, divine and, perichoresis, right, and so yeah. and so then that kind of it, it's it's not simply like let's let's simply think of God in sexual
2: terms, uh-huh. but it's more let's think of sex in divine terms. Yeah, yeah. You know, yeah. you just basically uh, put in a nutshell Schindler's critique oh, well, of West, <laughs> <laughs> that, that the dust up that happened. Yeah. Uh, I don't oh, know what it was, it, like I a think. decade ago? Yeah, I forgot about that. Um, dust up that like people like I paid attention to. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. So many people were worried about it. There were a lot of, there was fight. I mean, Janet Smith came yeah. out swinging at Schindler. Yeah. I mean, it was yeah. nasty. Yeah. I, if you guys are interested, I suggest yeah. look at that, yeah. that, uh, that exchange that happens. And uh, interestingly, West went to the Temple Second II Institute, I believe under Schindler. Huh. I believe under Schindler. Huh. Yeah. Um, so, uh, but his critique, I think, is an interesting one, and I think it's your critique what yeah. you said, right? Th- yeah. it, which way does the analogy go? Yeah, is God like sex, or is sex like God? Right, yeah. and and I think uh, Gregory is trying to point to uh, the Schindlerian side of this, right, yeah. to say, um, yeah, all of this is an image of yeah. the real unity. At that point, we saw last at the very beginning of
1: his commentary on uh, Song of Songs, Nissa um, brought up the idea. You might be very baffled as to why we're using such passionate language yeah. when we just said things like don't be wedded to the passions. <laughs> <laughs> but then he says but he says I and mean, even actually, says paradoxical, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. But it it, it like purifies the the the, the, the 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 passionate, the earthly passionate life, not in the sense that it it it, it says it's it's a um, inherently bad thing, but I think he's trying to Show that its true meaning is understood. Like the true meaning of all of this imagery is like the true meaning of of, of you know feasting on wine and grapes and and what have you. That's ultimately to be found in uh-huh. Christ. Uh-huh. Um, yeah, I, I think you don't say, "Oh, this is the true meaning," and therefore we can kind of understand Christ in, in these terms. Right, right.
2: Well, and that's what I think we do a lot, right? We 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 look at the scriptures and we think when people make interpretations of the scriptures like this, we're like, oh, well that's that's helpful. Yeah, it's helpful to think about that. And I know we should think about scripture a lot, so let's think about scripture a lot and use use these kind of like ideas. Uh But but that's not what's happening. He's saying no, this is just what it means. And he says this a number of times. He says like, okay, so it says this, it says this. Let me tell you what the real meaning of this is. Yeah. Yeah. And he's not saying like. Um, here's how I'm going to wax and wane about life, and, and we kind of talked about this when we first talked about Song of Songs. Uh-huh. Um, but instead, this is really there, right? Uh-huh. Uh-huh. I also like uh, your idea of uh, the, the passionate being purified by purity, um, and and what it is is like it's 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 again a rejection of a false dichotomy, right? Yeah. Um, it's you're either passionate or you're pure, and if you're pure, you're stoic, and if yeah. you're passionate, then you're hedonistic. Yeah, um, and Gregory's like. Dude, yeah. who says those are my two options? Yeah. I refuse. I refuse yeah. to make that choice. Instead, I'm going to be passionately pure. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah right. That's which exactly, is exactly. which doesn't make sense to to you know the person who has to say either or, right? I mean,
1: it's the same thing he says with you're you're either you're either uh, satisfied or you're unsatisfied, or you're
2: changing or you're not changing. Yeah, and he says he says yeah.
1: <laughs> yeah but, but make that or inclusive yeah exactly firm move yeah
2: yeah and and I think it, it's very interesting how he does that here because I think it's it's helping me to understand what he means when he talks about sort of uh the passions as being bad um because they're not bad in and of themselves they're bad when they are uh, excluded exclusive yeah excluded from purity
1: or what i say in opposition to
2: yeah because ultimately they're not in opposition to, right? It's it, it's a false understanding of human nature, yeah. which is which is great, right? Um, <coughs> okay, but let's go. Uh, I don't know if you have more to say in the wound of love. Well, um, well I I liked so um, uh, one
1: seventy nine going on to one eighty. I thought this is cool. Oh yeah. Uh, uh, where to begin? Thus, uh, the bridegroom and our archer are the same. <laughs> of course, <This> is great. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, it's supposed to be like Gaston or something.
2: <laughs> no, but Gaston doesn't actually get the bride in I men. know, I know, I know, <laughs> um,
1: and, and, the, and the bride and the- Maybe more like Oedipus, right? He uh, was yeah. He was the archer. Yeah, that's right. That's right.
2: <laughs> and the bride- No, not Oedipus, I'm uh, sorry. Uh, I'm totally derailing you. <laughs> yeah. uh, Ulysses. Ulysses.
0: Ulysses.
1: Right, right, right. right. Ulysses. Now, Oedipus, no, not like Oedipus. Yeah, he (laughs) could couldn't hit a target. At least least after his blame. And the the bride and the arrow is the purified soul, which he takes and aims at a good target. Uh, Thus does he allow the bride to share in his eternal incorruptibility. With his right hand, he gives her the grace of years and a long life. And with his left, he dispenses the wealth of eternal riches and the glory of God in which those who seek the glory of the world cannot share. This is why he says his left hand is under my head. This is what I found really interesting uh, about, about this um, section. And this is the way he aims the arrow towards the mark. With his right hand, he takes and draws me back and makes my journey to heaven an easy one and I am sped thither on my way, even though I do not leave the archer. Yeah. like this is, There's a the paradox. Right. And I am carried on my flight, and yet I rest in the arms of my master. <laughs> uh, for these are the qualities of his hands, as the Proverbs tells us. Uh, in wisdom's right hand is length of days and years of life, and in her left hand riches and glory. <laughs> so the way I was thinking of it is, it's almost as if you have this you have this archer that grabs the arrow and shoots it, but yet sort of continues, right. like runs along with it, yeah. holding it up yeah. in some way. Right? Like, <laughs> that it's, it, it's still like flying, right? Yeah. It's, I mean, it's still doing its moving, but it's like it's kind of a, a always a, present with it. It's kind of its, an image of movement.
2: creation, right? And, and God's causality, yeah. right? Yeah. Uh, um, but 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 in a deeper way here, yeah. I think. Right?
1: Yeah, I, I, I don't know. I just thought that was an interesting. He, he was doing he was doing some really interesting. Yeah. Footwork uh, <laughs> to, to to make sense of the the flight of the arrow yeah. going from the, the the archer, but yet at the same time not leaving, not him. leaving him. Yeah, yeah.
2: Because because there's a there's there's a resting, there's a holding of the beloved yeah. that yeah. that's being described. And I and I really
1: think that's what a metaphysics of creation has to yep. has to get. It yep. has to get. Being coming from God, being without a complete divorce, right, and yet without, or there still being a real movement or distinction, or yeah,
2: yeah, um, but it, but but it's, but it turns in, it turns out to be a movement within into yourself, yeah, and into the world, right, into reality Mm -hmm. where he already is, right. So in in a in in an interesting, I mean, this is Augustine again, right? It's it's Augustine's. why do I say that I'm going to you when you're here, yeah, within yeah. me, and you're more intimate to me than I am to myself, right, and and higher to be higher than my highest, yeah, and and more intimate than my most intimate, yeah. right, and and how is this a movement within uh-huh. a unity, right, uh, which a unity that has to be, right, we have to participate in being yeah. in order to be, right, whatever participate means for course. Yeah. <laughs> which yeah. which which more and more is making me think beauty, that's what beauty yeah. is, but, um, yeah, um, let's go to. Uh, I love the winter is now past. I just, I, I, I yeah. almost think Lewis quoted that. Yeah, no, I, I mean, he might have. He might. Have. He's just stealing that directly could, from the song. If of If I Songs. could go back to the uh, C.S.
1: Lewis Library, <laughs> I would, I would look to see if he had Gregory of Nyssa on it in his library,
2: or if he had notes in his Bible on the Song of Songs, yeah, or if he yeah. had notes in his own writing of uh, the um, Narnia, Narnia books Narnia, yeah. pointing to Nyssa or the Song of Songs, Yeah. or maybe. Origin, for that matter, I mean, I, I,
1: I, imagine this is a, like I said a, a theme, yeah, a patristic theme, yeah, spring, coming to life, right. resurrection,
2: and and we have to remember that that uh, Gregory is writing a commentary on the Song of Songs, his, his homilies on the Song of Songs are commentary um, based on a commentary that was already written by Origin. Right? Yeah, yeah. And so uh, I, I kind of wish that I had read that first to see where Gregory's going with Origin, where he's departing from Origin, right. what he's getting from Origin, and yet yeah. what's the original to him. Because a lot of this stuff, you know, I, I think, wow, this is really good. But, but it could have been Origin that first yeah. said that. Right. Right, um, right. Right. Not, not, to, not to disparage Gregory. Obviously, yeah. he sees goodness when he sees it. Because yeah. right? otherwise, or he knows be like, goodness. When he otherwise, sees
1: you'd be it. like, "What? Will you call me a new theologian?" <laughs> yeah, <laughs> exactly. Oh, of course, I'm saying is there. Yeah, yeah.
2: Otherwise, it's nouvelle théologie. <laughs> we, we don't want that. Uh, but let's go to. Uh, oh well, we, before we get to uh, what did you want to talk about next? I
1: like the uh, arise and come. Yeah, uh, yeah.
2: Where, w- which which page is that?
1: That is. Oh yeah, here it is. Uh, uh, One eighty six. One eighty six. Right? Yeah. Yeah,
2: and this actually leads right into the the next. Theme of from dove to dove, which I want to get to too. Yeah. Okay, so uh, so I like how he starts this, or at least this section of it, um, that is given to us by um, Danilu, um with the uh, the healing of the paralytic by uh-huh. Christ. Right, he says to him, "Arise and walk." Right. He doesn't just say, "Arise," but he says, "Walk." Uh-huh. Right. And and so he's gonna, of course, this is gonna this is gonna follow that epictosis, Right. That Philippians uh, 3.13 um, which is uh, as we've seen not only here and Lu points out this is an obsession of his um, but we already know this right from mm-hmm. the other stuff mm-hmm. that we've been reading um, and so the the arise is, 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 is the thing that most people concentrate on right uh, so the lame man can arise but the walking not merely to demonstrate that he's healed but to move somewhere is mm-hmm. what Gregory wants to I think emphasize here right so canticle uh Two thirteen, right? Arise and come is is the precursor to this 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 reality that happens in the gospel. But the gospel itself should be interpreted spiritually, yeah. it, which is not saying it's not a real yeah. event. And Gregory says that, right? I'm right. not saying these aren't real events, but but they do have a yeah. further meaning to them. And and I
1: wonder it would be interesting to go back to all the he, healings of the uh, the, um, the paralytics and the gospels, and, and how many of them arise and walk and then Christ says follow me and they they follow him then, yeah. right so that like yeah. they can't actually live the um, the point of rising unless they follow right so there's no <coughs> there's no point in being able to walk unless you're walking,
2: walking walking somewhere yeah and 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 you're going to in a I mean this goes back to life of Moses right um, arise and walk and follow me and by follow me he means Make sure that my back is in your sight. Yeah, right? yeah. yeah. Um, uh-huh, uh-huh. It's it's about it's about the backside of God, right? And 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 the one who is going the right way always sees his, the back of his leader, right? That's the quote from Life of Moses, I think. Right, um, but it's not just sort of this like, like there there's this. He starts getting into this understanding of um, of the movement, right? And so this, he he takes. A cool thing that, that I see here is he just doesn't take verses, rip, bleeding from their context and, and, and decide mm-hmm. he's going to wax on them. But everything is a, is this, interestingly, a progression. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, yeah. And so this, this arise and come, right? So the whole line um, that he quotes here, um, right uh, about two thirds way down there. Arise, come, my love, my beautiful one, my dove. He says, notice the order of words. Mm-hmm. How does each one link with the next? Do you see how the thought sequence is closely kept in a kind of chain? The bride hears the command. She's empowered by the word, right? She, so she's able to mm-hmm. arise. Mm-hmm. She arises, advances, comes close, becomes beautiful, and is called a dove. And so this 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 is all one. Process that's taking place that doesn't end at the dove, actually, Uh (laughs) Um, because he's going to go further than that, right? Uh And of course, it doesn't end at the dove, because when does it end? (laughs) 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 Exactly. (laughs) Exactly. You said it better than I I was hoping you would. (laughs) So, but here he brings back this idea of the mirror, right? How can you see a beautiful image in a mirror unless it has received the impression of a beautiful form? So it is with the mirror of human nature, it cannot become beautiful until it draws near to the beautiful and becomes transformed by the image of the divine beauty right and um, and 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 remember the the mirror of human nature can can mirror whatever it looks at right. and so the key is where are you looking right uh because where you're looking is what you're going to be right and uh this is uh, I mean that just sounds like Jesus uh, where um, your heart is uh, yeah where, where your heart is there is your treasure treasure where your treasure is there is your heart one of the two. Yeah, yeah. they're both right. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> uh, but the next, the next page, or right? the next paragraph. When our human nature lay fallen upon the earth, it looked towards the serpent. Why would you do that? Not the brazen serpent, yeah. right? The one who takes the form of, or, or who becomes sin, right? Um, but, but, but instead, the actual serpent. Right? Uh, looked toward the serpent and held its image. But now it has arisen, and only after you've arisen can you do this, right? And looked toward the good, right? And he he specifically talks about looking up a lot, right? Um, and remember all the way back in Eunomius, uh, I think it was Eunomius, uh, where he said, "Man has it was the whole idea of hands and rationality." Yeah. Was that Eunomius or is that catechetical Discourse? Um, I think it was. Oh,
1: that's a good one. Well, whatever it was, yeah.
2: um, you remember this, right? Uh-huh, so, uh-huh. Um, but there was also this idea of. His uprightness is 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 meant for him to look up to the yeah, heavens. Yeah, yeah, right. And so, this idea that you arise—it's when you arise that you can look up, right? If you're laying on the ground, which he says you lay fallen upon the earth, then what do you see? You see the thing that crawls on its belly, right. uh, the serpent. But when you look arise, then you can look towards the good, turning its back on sin. Now, you don't look down anymore. And it takes on the which which the animals do remember he said the animals all look down yeah. right? uh-huh. Uh-huh. um gosh that is so uh, phenomenological it's great um, turning its back on sin it takes the form of the good towards which it faces for it looks now upon that archetypal beauty for that is the dove right mm-hmm. notice the capital letters in the English here for during for turning toward the light. It has been made into the image of light, and within this light, it has taken on the lovely form of the dove. I mean, the dove that symbolizes the presence of the Holy Spirit. Mm-hmm. And so, if we look to God, we become Him, Maybe. which He said earlier. In yeah, do you text. think was that? you think that
1: was in the Holy Spirit uh, homily, or uh, the work on the Holy Spirit about the dove? Yeah, or that 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 image
2: of the man man. I'm just wondering if this. Oh yeah, this is because I was no, I wasn't. That. Okay, it was earlier okay, than that. but okay. okay. We read it this semester. Somebody's gonna somebody write in the comments where it is, and then you can save yeah. us a lot of time. Yeah. <laughs> but uh, but I thought that that was I yeah, thought that, was that this good. was this was fascinating, right? So it goes back to this idea of ma- imagery and looking at things. But but he keeps going with it. I'm kind of monologuing here. Sorry. No, no. <laughs> no this is he keeps going with it on uh, pushing pushing onto. Um, uh, I mean, think This this yeah. Uh, Forty three, from dove to dove, but even the section in between is, is good too, with oh, yeah. the, the calming of the sea, which is really good. Um, but uh, he talks about um, he talks about the infinite God, right? He's he's uh, he surpasses our understanding. Um, wh- nothing limits him. No concept or thing can name him, right? We know all this. This is this is all typical Gregory. But the next page, right? But in our changeable natures, however, good and evil exist by turns because of power the power we have to choose equally either side of the contradiction. And consequently, evil becomes the limit of our good. And all the operations of our soul, insofar as they opposed, terminate in, and are limited by their opposites. So man is not like God, because he's limited. And yet, and yet, there is something about man that is unlimited, and that is his changing towards perfection. Um, And so he says, you know, the divine nature is, is simple and is unlimited, man is limited, and yet man is also unlimited. Because he can always move forward, right? And, and in fact, that's what he named as what perfection was. And in, in, um, who did? He, it's to Caesarius. What did he write to Caesarius recently? <laughs> um. Um, it was. It was the life of Moses, the very beginning, yeah. right? Yeah, was, yeah, yeah. Um, yeah. And here he says it again, right? It's utterly immune to any participation in evil. He's talking about God, right? It sees no boundary within its own perfection. Um, When, therefore, it draws human nature to participate in its perfection, right, to participate in its perfection, when it it puts its hand under the head. Uh 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 Because of the divine transcendence, it must always be superior to our nature in the same degree, always infinitely more. He's always infinitely Mm -hmm. more, even though we move towards him. I mean, this is the paradox. The soul grows by its constant participation in that which it transcends it. And yet, the perfection in which the soul shares remains ever the same. And is always discovered by the soul to be transcendent to the same degree. So, even though you move towards God, he's always he's always as much more than you than he was before. Uh-huh. <laughs> and so, there's this weird, and this is like, I think this goes back to his idea that moving is standing still. Yeah. Right? Uh-huh. And moving, movability is immovability in a good way. Right? Um, but he goes on uh, later on. He talks about the lattices right in the windows again, mm-hmm. and he says, um, "And then, even though she enjoyed her share of good things as far as was in her power, mm-hmm. he nonetheless continues to draw her on to participate in transcendent beauty, as though she had never tasted of it." Mm-hmm. Um, and this is—I think this is a famous line that's coming up here um, from Gregory, and it's something that I actually think about a lot. And, and you can get depressed—you can get depressed not knowing. Yeah, I think this.
1: Yeah, um, but let me keep going. Reading, a lot, then of, then reading we'll a lot of reading a lot of Nissa and then not. Yeah, good.
2: I mean, reading a lot of Nyssa, I think, helps you helps you to not be depressed in the fact that you're not perfect. Well, reading a little Nyssa can depress you. <laughs> reading a lot of Nyssa can, can save yeah, you. Yeah, right, right, yeah. right. So here's what he says. Right, in this way. So, so so I love that though. Let me let me go back to that. As though she had never tasted of it, he continues to draw her on as though like like. Arise and come to me. And you're like, dude, I did. (laughs) What do you mean, arise and come to me? I did. I'm here, right? I'm converted. And and and, and it's 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 almost like you aren't. Yeah. And and this is why he says in this way, her desire grows as she goes on to each new stage of development. This is oh man, this is so good. Eros and agape are direct in direct proportion rather than indirect. It's not the more that you gain God, the less that you desire him, Mm -hmm. but rather, what's that C.S. Lewis quote that that, that Schindler gave? Oh. Um, Um, From Psyche. Yeah, the footnote. Until we have faces. Until we have faces, yeah. Um, Let me just just find this real quick. (laughs) This is such a good quote. It's on the right-hand side of the page. Oh, okay, good.
1: (laughs) Uh, I found it. It was when I was happiest that I longed the most. There we go.
2: Okay. It was when I was happiest that I longed the most. I mean, gosh, that is... Man, why does this class just become one about C.S. Lewis? Right no. <laughs> no. But but here's he, that's what he says here, right? Her desire grows as she goes on to each new stage of development. So you become more united with God and you desire Him more, right? I think that happens in marriage actually too. Uh-huh. But and because of the transcendence of the graces which she finds ever beyond her, she always seems to be beginning anew. That was that's the line. I think that's the famous one. Always seems to be beginning. You're always a beginner in the spiritual life. Uh, although I hate that but, word, spiritual life, but but you're always because because what do you see before you? Infinite more, right? Yeah,
1: and this is but but I think we have a, a lived experience of this, or some of us do. And um, and that um, you, if you get married, and you you have your first year, your, you know your first anniversary, and you're like, wow, this is great. Um, we're still in like the honeymoon stage, so to speak. Yeah, and. And, th- and there's just something really like fresh and interesting about this. And and as you as you continue to to, to live with this person, one of two things can happen. I think you can it can you can kind of think, okay, I'm kind of done with this now because I've, <laughs> I've I've already extracted all the interest and excitement out of this relationship, yeah. Yeah. and now it's just sort of bland and dull yeah. And, and, yeah. and all the interesting things that I could have had or done with this person I've already had or done and now it's just like what's the now point
2: of this, right? now we move on and find someone else. Yeah. Yeah.
1: <laughs> um right. So so or it can be that you you ha- you you have that um, continued if you want to call it in a somewhat cheesy way, honeymoon stage. Yeah, yeah. yeah. That continues even to the, yeah. you know, your fiftieth anniversary or what have you, where, yeah. where you have, you know, your old old Bill still, you know, flirting with June. <laughs> <laughs> uh on their, like, you know, 58th anniversary. <laughs> right. and, and about these inside jokes from when they were younger. I yeah. Mean, I mean, there's there, there's something real, f- like, fresh, young, new. Right. It's sort of like the beginning stages of relationships still being able to be experienced and participated in all the more because of the the, 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 the um, fidelity over that long period of time. Right. Sort of a static yeah. Commitment right. yet opens up this continually renewing of right. that initial quote unquote honeymoon stage. Yeah, it's
2: it there's an ever new I mean that's the words of scripture, right? Ever new, right? Yeah. There's an ever newness to God, just like there's an ever newness to every mystery, right? And so instead of looking at instead of looking at the mystery in a depressing way, you look at the mystery in in an exciting way, right? I mean it's like mystery is the only great adventure, it seems to me. It's like you wake up and you're like, Oh shoot, I don't know my my spouse completely this is this is horrible. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Actually as as you get to know your spouse better and better, you realize there's there's more facets that you've never explored. Yeah. And it's exciting. Yeah. Um and you realize what the hell was I thinking when I was 24 and I jumped into this? I didn't yeah. know this person at all. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Whereas you thought that that was like the moment of great unity. There. Yeah. Yeah. Um because you were excited and fresh, but I think it gets the deeper that the mystery becomes the more exciting and fresh it becomes, which which goes back to the C.S. Lewis quote. Right? I was happiest yeah. when I when I was happiest. I longed most. Yeah. Right. Yeah. And and then I, I think that
1: that's why he, he then goes on in the next paragraph, top of yeah. Oh, uh, it's this, this paragraph's killer. For this reason, the word says once again. So again, he says
2: to his awakened brother. Yeah,
1: to his awakened. He, ar- he already he already, uh, he, already woke her up. he already woke her up. Yeah. Arise, and when she has come, that is. When she's already come, he says, come. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> for he who is rising can always rise. And for him who runs to the Lord, the open field of the divine course is never exhausted. Yeah. We must therefore constantly arouse ourselves and never stop drawing closer and closer in our course. For as often as he says, arise and come. He gives us the power to rise and make progress, mm-hmm. and then, and then in the next paragraph, he gets the—that's where you get the, the the title of this book. Yep. The, the being trans—well, I mean it's from St. Paul, but yeah, um, yeah, The reference he makes. Transform here. from glory to glory. Yeah,
2: yeah. I mean, I mean this—the uh, next line is really good, actually. In this—in this, in this light, you must understand the sequel. In bidding the bride to become beautiful, even though she is beautiful, he reminds us of the words of the apostles who bids the same image to be transformed yeah. from glory to glory. Yeah. Um, and it's, I think it's um, this idea of moving towards perfection more and more. I mean, that, again, this is one of the reasons I went to teach this class in the first place, um, was to understand this. Um, and it's always been, ever since I read The Life of Moses way back when, it's been something that I've thought about and thought. And I couldn't reconcile um, the Im- immovability of God, mm-hmm. the, 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 the transcendence of God, and, and that not being the perfection of man. But, but Gregory has really, I think, cleared it up for me a lot. Um, and it was because I was making a choice, right? immovability or, mo- uh-huh. or movability. Which one do you want? Uh-huh. Uh-huh. Um, and I would always go for immovability, yeah. like the ancient Greeks did, yeah. whereas Gregory is like, it's a dumb, it's not a choice you have to make. In fact, it's not a choice you should make. Right. Right? Because, because, because constant movability is immovability for the creature, yeah. which I think is just awesome. So I, I mean I think mm. this, but this is why sometimes you can look at your life and say, "Gosh, I am still, be, I, I am still beginning." I think it actually makes sense of mm. things like Francis of Assisi and Paul when they say things like, "I mean, you read this in, in their writings, right? I am the worst of all the sinners of the world.'" Mm-hmm. Right? And and when when yeah, I, Dostoevsky, Dostoevsky, yeah. <laughs> of course, yeah. of yeah. course, <laughs> both his characters and himself, exactly, yeah. But the the. The, I remember reading those things and thinking to myself, either they're lying, mm-hmm. <laughs> or they completely don't understand themselves, mm-hmm. meaning like i I know Francis better than Francis knows himself, he doesn't yeah. even know himself yeah. what an idiot yeah. and and I remember thinking like, do I have to be like a liar to be really holy yeah. but that's not what's happening here. It's because when you look at at what what's before you yeah. um as he says he um we always believe it to be less than we hope for, right? When we grasp something, there's it's, there's always more there, right? Um, and so we always we recognize that in, in a sense. And he says this somewhere um, further on here. Um, we forget what was behind us. We for- yeah. We forget it. Yeah. Um, it, and it purpose. It's 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 like the nature of it that makes us forget it. Yeah. Right. Yes, it's forty uh, six. Um, forgetting six. the things that are behind. Oh, yeah. This is 197, right? Yeah. Oh, by the way, this is really good creation. Yeah. Metaphysics of yeah. creation yeah. constantly being created, right? Uh-huh, uh uh-huh. um, But let, let me read that part, and then I'll let you talk here. <laughs> um, let's see. Where does he talk about? Uh, so, yeah, 197. um In a certain sense, it is constantly being created, the creature, right? Ever changing for the better in its growth to perfection. Along these lines, no limit can be envisaged, nor can its progressive growth and perfection be limited by any term. In this way, its present state of perfection, no matter how great and perfect it might be, is merely the beginning of a greater and superior stage. Mm -hmm. Thus, the words of the apostles are verified. Stretching forth the things that are before involves a forgetting of what was already attained. For at each stage, the greater and superior good holds the attention. That's that's, that's yeah. the key, right? The, the greater and superior good holds the attention of those who enjoy it and does not allow them to look at the past. This this makes sense. of – yeah. is just coming to me right now. It makes sense of Jesus saying, "Put your hand to the pond. Don't look back." Right? Yeah. Um, and and the one who goes back to bury his father, screw you, yeah. man. I don't. You yeah. don't have to follow me if you don't want yeah. to. Right? Yeah. So so wait wait wait. wait. Last last keep line. Going, keep going. This is this is getting rich. <laughs> For, uh, so it does not allow them to look to the past. Their enjoyment of the superior perfection erases all memory of that which was inferior. You just forget it yeah. all, right? Yeah. And you were like, I was striving for this like years ago, wasn't I? And who cares about that? Right. What I care about is what I'm striving for now. And it's not like yeah. it's a different thing. Yeah. It's the same thing, but it's a greater it's a greater it's a deepening in that yeah. right? And that's again this fits marriage.
1: And I think that's what saves you from despair. Yeah. Is 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 because and and, and that's why when you because when you're looking forward, you're focusing not on your um, insignificance, but you're focusing on, and therefore your lack. But you're focusing on the fullness, mm-hmm. the 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 the. Um,
2: like you're focusing on the other, maybe on the other. <laughs> right. and, and so,
1: so, so you're you're not thinking. Look at everything I've already done and right. I've already attained. Right, you're thinking, look at all the good that still can be known and chosen and loved. Yeah, and so you're you're not you're you're not turning into yourself by saying, I've worked so hard and accomplished this. Right. Isn't this enough? Yeah. Um, it's 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 that I think is the, so when you when you read Nissa. And or the, this eternal progress idea, and you get depressed or you despair. That that might reveal that you actually have an egotistical
2: view of of the will. That that, that, right. that the mirror of yourself is 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 aimed at your arse. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. And, and because
1: you're 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 focusing on what you have done, right? Uh, and,
2: and if you and if you become what you look at, and you look at yourself. You become nothing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Right? yeah, <laughs> I, mean, yeah. I mean, and I think that's—I think that comes into play here too, right? Yeah, yeah. So only if you're looking ahead to him, at him, and his greatness, and and I love how he puts it with the, the, the image. Uh, I think it was in the other part where he talked about the field, right? The open field. I mean, imagine being in an open field, right? Um, I keep I keep imagining uh, scenes from The Sound of Music. Yeah, or um, uh, Franz Jäger's Daughter's a hidden life, both of which are taking place in the, in the mountains of Austria, yeah. and are just beautiful scenery. Um, but I imagine like just the—I uh, don't know how to how to explain it—the the sort of exuberant, open uh, joy that your heart just automatically moves towards this mm-hmm. this openness, and and it makes you want to run. Uh-huh. Right? Um, even as an adult. Yeah, you yeah. You yeah. want to run. You go out into it. Yes. Which is
1: exactly what Schindler says in this chapter about the will. Of course. Right. <laughs> no. Of course. So right. So, so. Or listen to, listen so to our podcast so on Schindler. That's, oh yeah, <laughs> yeah. I mean, that's what he says the will is the, the gift of oneself to the other. Yeah. Right. So you're choosing, it's not taking things in, but it's moving into uh-huh. you moving into those things,
2: giving yourself. In, to an, a, in an ontological way. Yeah. And that's why, again, going back to this idea of the imagery of the nuptial joy, is it's not that, it, it's it's that this is all an image of him mm-hmm. and, and moving into him. And, and perichoresis, right? I mean, it's all about this circumincessio. Even yeah, perichoresis yeah. and circumcessio don't say it enough because they sound like you're going around, but really yeah. into, yeah. Right? into. And, and again, it's C.S. Lewis saying, I want to go into the sunset. It's kind of like spiraling
1: but the, and the, you're closing in yeah. on the center so you're always sort of moving into yeah. the the center of the, the circle but you can always move closer and closer to the center.
2: Yeah. Yeah. But it's not depressing. It's only depressing when you look at yourself and say I've come so far and yet I'm so far away. Yeah. But why the hell are you looking at yourself?
1: Because to do that would be to turn away from what you're moving towards. Yeah. Right? It'd be to be laying on the ground and staring
2: at a circuit. Yeah. So. Mm-hmm. It's not good. So don't do that guys. No. Okay. <laughs> I don't know how to end our podcast. I don't here. know. <laughs> <laughs> um yeah. But uh yeah, I think that this uh, I think this has been a really helpful conversation. Actually. It's been great. So so why don't you yeah. play some uh play some little boxes. Can can you bring that a little up? Bo- yeah, a little box, little box Get some yeah. little boxes. Maybe maybe yeah. one of these days we we'll, we'll, we'll be singing we'll, this on we'll the learn. podcast. Okay. Just to show
1: you how much I like little boxes. I actually downloaded it <laughs> illegally. <laughs>
0: just the same And the people in the houses All went to the university And they all got put in boxes Little boxes all the same And as doctors and as lawyers And business executives And they all get put in boxes And they all come out the same